0: Come on to me Sing me a song Make me believe Everyone was wrong Stand up for me When I'm up, when I'm down I just want you up around Kiss me on the mouth. It's funny. Tommy used to always tell me, sing for me, sing for me. Especially when we open, or not open, especially when we um, would wake up in the morning. It was always gospel. He would always be like, sing, it is well with my soul. Sing, oh, he loved hymns. Um, What's the song, I Come to the Garden Alone? Um, What was the other one he loved? Um, Blessed Assurance. Oh my gosh. and. I would. I didn't think too much of it. I just would. Amir does the same thing. He doesn't ask me to sing hymns, but he'll be like, make something up. Sing me a song. Sing me something you wrote. And he listens. And he listens. And he holds me. It's early the next morning, and... Amir and I are in bed together, and I take this time to take time on his body. I use my fingertips, and I retrace the map that I made a long time ago, figuring out which points are the most sensitive, which points are new. He's lost some muscle since I've met him. And his body's a little bit softer, just a little bit. And I absolutely love it. I love all of it. I miss all of it so much. So I trace the lines on his eyebrows, his nose, his lips, the traps over his shoulders, his arms his torso, his ass, all the way down his legs. And I kiss every single part of his body. It's mind-numbing to think about not having this every single day. But for the time being, I don't even think about that. It's just perfection doesn't matter what he does he is perfect so during amir's time in town um he is invited to a party for um these group of brothers that he knows um and they own a law firm one of them is salman i've talked about him on the podcast he's the one who stepped up and helped me um Per Amir's request, helped me um with the whole situation that went down with that Nate guy I, that I worked with and my job, um, and Amir and I go to this party and I don't know. Every time, every time I have to go out with Amir, like, God, he looks so good when he dresses up. He looks so good, and I always feel like, I don't know, is my do I look good? Is my is my attire like appropriate? So I actually went out this time instead of like putting together you know, clothes that I would go to a job interview in, I went out and I actually bought a suit, which I never do. Um, and I go out, I get the suit, and I mean, it's just like, oh my God, you look so good, babe. And I was just like, oh, thank you. Anyway, we go to this party and we're having a good time. So it's a it's like the law firm's party. Roxanne is there. The partners in the firm are there. So Roxanne's husband, Nick, is um a part of this firm and it's owned by these three brothers one is Salman there's another brother who's the eldest brother and then the youngest brother (laughs) oh my god the youngest brother is this guy named i'm sorry the youngest brother the oldest brother okay the youngest oh my god i jacked this up so the youngest brother is somebody who i never met Salman is the middle brother the eldest brother is a guy that I happen to know, and his name is asif Back when I used to work at my old gym, and I'm gonna leave a disclaimer in here because this story goes somewhere where it's like I don't know if you really want to hear this, but back when I used to work at my old gym, um, this would have been before I even met Miguel. This would have been before I met like a lot of people that I talked about in this story, um, but definitely before Miguel. It was like I probably worked there for like a, about a year, um. One of the, one of the people I became cool with really fast was this guy named Asif. And the reason why I became cool with him is just because he was so open and friendly and he was super nice. Um, he was probably, he was probably like 42 when I met him, probably around there. Um, he had a gray body, an insanely gorgeous body. Um, Middle Eastern dude, he had this skin that was, his skin was like the color of like coffee with cream in it. Um, very brown and very gorgeous, and he had, I remember, he always kept his beard short, but it was full and short, if you know what I mean, his beard just stood out to me, it stood out to me too, because it was like, salt and pepper, and it was full, but he kept it really short, and everything was, everything, like, he had these eyes that were just like, oh my gosh, they were so defined, and he had a smile that was completely just like crest commercial ready and i used to think man he's a really handsome guy (laughs) and on top of all of that he was super friendly i remember in our first conversation he invited me to his house i forget what we were talking about he's like oh you should come to my um he was having some sort of event and i didn't end up going um but i just because i thought it was like i just met you don't you think it's kind of weird that you're inviting somebody that you just met over to your house isn't this kind of weird um he had a wife he had kids and he was very handsome. And when I see him at the party, I freeze and he freezes and we shake hands awkwardly. And Amir is, you know, holding me really close. And this is like Amir is coming out and he's telling like all of these people. Now, I know that Salman knew that he was, you know, gay. But I don't think the others knew because some people are like, kind of double taking and shocked and Amir's like holding me close and pulling me in and he's like just telling me really sweet things like oh baby you looks so beautiful this type of thing and anyway so I'm with I see a thief there and like we both have that moment where it's like yeah we we this is this is messy and Amir because I feel like me and Amir are so close he picks up on it without me even knowing that he picked up on it. Because I feel like, for me, I, I played it off really well. I was like, oh, it's good to see you. And I shook his hand, and you know, that was that. His wife was there. I didn't see the kids there. The kids would probably be, and oh, it's not important to talk about that, especially a, on a podcast like this. Um, but anyway. So me and Asif, back when I first met him, he was just a really cool guy. Very kind of boisterous and jovial um, but also extremely confident. And he, I remember he was like a physique competitor as well. Like that was like his passion, his hobby was physique competing, um, bodybuilding. And he wasn't like the bodybuilders who have like the really huge hulking muscles. He just had, but he definitely had like, his muscles were big. They just weren't like hulking big. And I remember one day <laughs> I go into the locker room. I'm going to the locker room to go to the bathroom. And as I'm walking up to the stall, a Asif comes out the shower. Oh my God. <laughs> I had only been working in the gym for like maybe nine months at this point. And I hadn't seen like a lot of, I mean, I'd seen a lot of naked guys, but I hadn't seen anybody, I hadn't seen any bodies that were as nice as a Asif up to this point. He was gorgeous and he was completely naked walking out of the shower. And his dick was, he must, I don't know if he was jerking off or what he was doing, but he was hard. He wasn't like hard where he was like sticking up. It was like maybe like half mass, but it was big. It was probably like, honestly, once it was fully hard, it got to about eight and a half inches. So at this point he was probably, he was legit just about at full mass at this point. And he's walking out of the shower. He's telling his body off and he's just like, you know, telling off his head, telling off his face, his body, grabbing onto his dick and like drying it off. And he walks over to this place where we have these mirrors set up where you can kind of look behind you. So it's like, A three-way mirror, not a three-way mirror, what do you call it? Like a mirror in front of you, behind you, and on the side of you. Um, And he sees me, and he's like, oh, hey, what's up? And I was like, what's up, man? How are you? And I'm like, wow. Wow. Um, The only thing he was wearing was this gold chain around his neck. And I was stunned. I always knew he looked good with his clothes on. I didn't imagine. A lot of guys look a lot better with their clothes on than they do off. But I didn't imagine, like how good a man could look in person until I saw him and I was just blown away he gets in front of the mirrors and he's like posing and like twisting sideways and flexing and stuff his dick is just swinging all over the place and I was just like he was asking me questions about my day and I was trying my best not to look down there and he turned and he caught me looking I was like oh fuck and eventually I dismissed myself to go to the bathroom, I was like, hey, "I just gotta go to the bathroom, whatever." Um, and I go into the urinals. I mean, I go into the stalls and not the urinals because the urinals you can still see who's ever standing in those three-way mirrors. I go over into the stalls because I like I gotta remove myself from his presence. And I remember him telling me he was like, "I was like, how's your how's your day going?" He's like, "Oh, dude, I'm starving." Like he was telling me he had a competition coming up the next month, and that's when he turned and caught me. And I was just like, "I gotta get out of here." So I go to the the um the stalls to, you know, handle my business. And before I close the door behind me, I feel like resistance. And I see his gorgeous, gorgeous hand reaching in through the door and he pushes it open and he walks in and closes the door and walks straight up to me. And I'm like, hey, hey, what are you doing? I was like, I have to pee. (laughs) And it's like, as I said that, like, I don't know if you thought it was an invitation or what. He gets down on his knees and yanks my joggers down, and he's like, oh, fuck, because I was, I was kind of chubbed at this point, so I was, I was hanging, I was hanging, I was hanging, and um, he just looks up at me, and he puts my dick in his mouth, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for him to suck it, I'm waiting for those perfect, full, mahogany lips to wrap themselves around me, And he doesn't do that. He just sits there with his mouth wide open looking at me with like these puppy dog eyes. And then it slowly starts to settle in on me. I was like, do you want me to pee in your mouth? That's what I was thinking. I didn't say it out loud. And he starts to like rub my reach up and rub like my ass in my back. And he started whispering like, piss down my throat, boy. And I was like, what the fuck? And like all the muscles in my body like tensed up. Like there was no way I was about to pee. But at the same time, I started to get turned on. And then I started to relax. And I had drinking. At the time, like I was like consuming like a gallon of water a day. So I like really had to go. And when I finally let it go. Okay, this is the part where if you don't like this sort of thing, you need to back out. (laughs) Um, Or if you're like really offended or grossed out by this sort of thing, please, you know, just back out of this. When I finally let it go, like it gushed with so much pressure, he almost like choked on it. I don't think he was expecting it when it was coming out. And I peed in his mouth, like (laughs) it was insane. And I remember thinking, like, what's he going to, like, I drank a lot of water. What's he going to do? Where's he going to put all this piss? (laughs) I hear him gulping. And I was like, oh, my God. He drank every last drop. And while he did it, he started to jerk himself off. And he beat himself off so furiously. Like, it didn't take him long after I was done peeing. Granted, you know, I was holding on to it for a while and I really had to go. So it took me a good amount of, there was a lot of it in there. Almost by, shortly after I got done peeing, he busted with force so hard that it hit the adjacent wall. Or it hit the wall behind me. And by the time it was all done... I was completely hard and I remember him standing up and pulling my head in and kissing me and I was like oh kissing me on my temple and saying good boy and then he left and I just sat there in the stall like oh god (laughs) I was like oh my god what just happened I didn't even know how to feel about it. I was like, I mean, obviously I was turned on, but I didn't know if I liked it like that. It was just so random, quick, and bizarre for me. Now, granted, if that's your thing, like, I don't mean to be offensive. I just wasn't expecting it. And also, too, I felt a type of way, too, because, like, I knew his family. And I don't know, it was just weird. The whole thing was just so weird. But it wasn't so weird that I didn't do it a couple more times I yeah, anyway, that's enough about that. so me and Amir are at this party, and I see a Seif and we shake hands and there's 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 an there's an awkward moment that we shared that I thought just we shared, but Amir picked up on it too, and there's Kind of like a little dance going off on the side of this party where like people are eating, people are talking, but then there's like a dance floor and there's a DJ. Um, and Amir pulls me in during the slow song and he was like, Did you and Asif ever? And I was like, Amir, <laughs> I don't think you want to know. <laughs> and he was like, I'm not going to get offended. Just tell me, like, did you guys ever? And I was like, Not what you think. And he just looked at me. And then I started like giggling and I leaned into his ear and I said, once upon a time, a long time ago, he drank my piss. And Amir like had the cutest, goofiest reaction. Like it literally shocked him. And he pulled back and he put his hands over his mouth and he was like, and I said, I'll tell you when we get out of here. And I did. I told him and he wasn't mad or offended or anything like that. I'd be curious to know how Asif defines himself. I'm sure to the public, of course, he's straight. But I mean, I wonder if he was into guys like that. Or did he have, is he one of those guys with, you know, like a dick fetish or just a piss fetish? I don't know. But I remember that when when he was finished and when I was, you know, finished... I was fully hard, and he pulled, he let my dick go, and grabbed it in his hands and smacked it against his face, and was just like, wow. But he never really sucked it. I thought Amir was going to be, like, not only just grossed out, but just, like, uh, judging me, like, I don't have any secrets from him. I have no secrets from him. But still doesn't mean that it makes it easier telling these things and um he's quiet for a while and he pulls me in and I can feel like his <laughs> we're slow dancing and I can feel like his heat coming from down there and he pulls me close and he says you know Salman and I was like yes and he gets quiet and I'm like yes and he just smiles and he says we fucked in his Lamborghini and I was like Salman? you? and he said that's not even the best part it was still on the showroom floor and I was like bitch <gasps> I was staring pretty hard after that and Amir just like stopped me and looked at me with his serious eyes and was just like, Shh. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. It's funny. I'm so not naive, but I mean, I know Amir's, a little bit about Amir's history. I know a lot more after I hung out with the chef, um, but I still picture him as being like almost, almost. I hate to even equate like having sex with not being innocent, but I almost uh, imagine Amir's like his, his just his disposition is so innocent and so like almost naive. And it's weird because people often use that language to, or at least used to use that language to describe me, but I was having all kinds of sex and Amir was too. The rest of the night is absolutely lovely. Um, I dance with, I dance a lot actually with Roxanne we're having a great time and as we're out there on the floor she's asking me questions about you know is Amir going to stay she's been one of the people chef Amir and then you know like a little bit Miguel a lot of bit Junior um who have been really really instrumental keeping me grounded and keeping me um Sane, I guess, in like the time after Amir first left. Um, and, you know, I tell I tell Roxanne not everything, but I tell Roxanne a lot of things. And so she knows what she's like red and she knows what's going on. Um and she just said to me, It's so nice to see you guys together. At first when I first when I first like was talking to her about um, Amir. Like, I remember watching Amir walk away. and You know, like, sometimes you, you're you smiling and you're, like, beaming and you don't even realize that, like, hey, you're making a public face. Fix your face. And I remember she walked up to me and she was like, um, excuse me, how do you know Amir? And I was like, oh, my God. You know, I told her that we just, I, like, just learned his name after not knowing his name for so long. Ugh, Amir. And I remember thinking... I remember thinking, honestly, like, he was it. But I didn't put too much weight into that, because I used to think that about a lot of people, or anybody who was, you know, my current flavor. Miguel, specifically. Like, I fell for Miguel so hard it was stupid. Um, and I remember her just, like, looking at me. And she was like, you like him. And she was like, no, you, like, really like him. And she told me later on that the reason why she called is because she knew she knows Amir enough to know how respectful he is and that he would never go out of his way to possibly cross a line. At least that's what I thought. At least that's what she thought. Because later on that day, that same day, he kissed me. Um, but anyway, she called Amir on my behalf. And was like, hey, my boy's single. If you are any remotely interested in guys, like he's the guy that you need to talk to. And I owe her a lot for that. Um, Anyway, we're dancing here at this party. And she's just like, I really want this to work out for you guys. And I remember looking at her and just being like, I do too. And she looked at me, she took my face in her hands and she was like, no, you got to do whatever it takes. She's like, Amir seems like a big deal in a push in a, uh, excuse me. She's like, Amir seems like a big deal in all of that stuff. And he seems so strong, but he's a big baby and he's a pushover. You have to put your foot down. You have to show him that you're not just going to let him go. And then she's even more intent. And she looks back over at her husband. And she says, you know, things are better now with us than they've ever been. What I realized is, and this is her talking. She said, what I realized is I didn't know how to communicate the things that I wanted. And I went into a conversation with him fully ready to get a divorce. And he had no idea how bad of a spot I was in. He had no idea things had gotten so bad. He knew that that he was busy at work, that he didn't really have a lot of time, but he didn't realize how far off the deep end I was going. And she said, no, it wasn't cool for him to be treating me the way that he was treating me. But as a grown woman, I had to put my... I had to stand up on my own two feet and declare what I wanted. And she was like, you got to do the same thing. Roxanne and I stopped and we looked out over the field at the group of guys standing on one. And it was all the partners and Amir was there. And Nick, her husband, was there. They were all talking and laughing and drinking. And we were just sitting and we were just standing looking at them. And Roxanne said to me, you know, People say for better or worse. And what they really just mean is better. They're not prepared for worse. I wasn't prepared for worse. Thank you so much for listening. I, I Listen, I hope that the particular graphic nature of this episode wasn't too much. I hope it wasn't too much. So thank you for making it this far. Um, a couple of things: instead of leaving like a bunch of links in the description box, I have a link tree now, which I will put in the description box. Where it'll have like my <clears throat> links. Um, yeah, so that'll be there. Uh, stuff to my written stuff, stuff to some other things that are not written will be in there as well too. Um, and coming out with me on Twitter at Call Me Mister Brooks that'll be in the link tree as well too. Another thing I'm considering doing, um, especially because like the five-star ratings are really helping bring, like, new people into the series. Um, helping, 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 you know, like, Spotify and other places, like, kind of, like, push these episodes to a different audience and we're reaching a bigger audience now. Um, I would love to re-record some of the very first episodes, still try to keep it like the emotion and the the intonation the same way, but just make the audio quality a little bit better than what it was. Like I'm, I look back and I listen sometimes, and I'm like, oh boy, this is rough. Um, which is, I think, kind of was was what I liked about it in the first place. But anyway, that that's just me thinking out loud. You don't necessarily need to hear this. I just wanted to say thank you for all that you do, and thanks for still being with me this far. <laughs>